0: And welcome to I Guess We're Grown Ups Now. I am your host, Carrie. And I am Brooke. Hello, Brooke. Hey. We're really
1: bad at this. We this are, is... in so many ways. Yeah, <laughs> so we, many ways. we just had to discard the first intro because I had forgotten to push record after skipping the number four in my countdown. So, um.
0: It's like a muscle, you have to use it.
1: And we have been just sitting and not doing a lot. Very Me. Much I didn't mean not. literally. Um, so anyway, welcome back. If you're still listening to this or if you're new, uh, we had a long break. And we did. It was a good long break. And we're going to talk today about what we did during our summer vacation. That oh. wasn't really summer, but yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of spring,
1: a lot of summer, a little bit of fall. Yeah. It was a break. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I'll start off since mine was probably the biggest impetus for our break. Um, Definitely. So I took some time off from podcasting and work and a lot of life to fly to Oakland and upgrade my body for the 21st century. Um, Yay! Yeah, it's pretty exciting. So I I think I brought this up on the show before, but I'm a trans lady. And uh, not all trans ladies, but some trans ladies think, hey, if I could fix this specific part of my body, sometimes genital, sometimes otherwise... Uh, it would more align with how I am and who I am. And so I was able to do that because my health insurance at work covers things. And it was great, and it is great. And it's been it's been like over a month now. so about like seven weeks since I had surgery, um, which was a big, scary surgery that had me unconscious for upwards of four hours, I think five hours, oh. four hours, five hours, something like that. Uh, but everything went really well. And not only did it heal up quick, everything, but um, I was able to, like, get off of painkillers quickly and all of that boring stuff. But um, the long story short being I had an amazing support system in Oakland and um, folks like my friend Mallory were a huge part of why it went well. So Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I and the rest of the I guess for grown-ups now audience wish you a speedy full recovery yeah and we're so happy for you I'm I excited. am so happy for you
1: I went back to yoga last week for the first time in over a month and um that felt really awesome to kind of get back into that and I lifted um light weights today and that felt really good too but I've been active since the beginning like a lot of a lot of recovery, what my doctor was telling me was like, you need to walk every day for at least an hour. And I'm like, I don't know if I normally do that all the time as consistently <laughs> as I should. So I was really diligent and I actually ended up like losing some weight and like feeling a lot healthier and better and it helped my mental um, state as well. So I've been trying to carry that through into coming back to Portland from Oakland. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, what did you do during our, our break?
0: Uh, I mostly worked. Um and did the usual family stuff. Did some camping this summer. Um couple of family trips which were uh fun. Road trips, driving. Um so all yeah, the, a few things. All around the plains. <laughs> around uh Alberta mostly. I don't know I don't remember when we last talked, but uh we did a trip through the Rockies. Oh cool. Which was very lovely. Um, in the spring and, uh, um, then this, uh, past September, my husband and I went to a tennis tournament in Edmonton. So we watched five tennis matches and, uh, that was pretty awesome.
1: Is it like Um, Canadian open or was this like a,
0: no, this was the, um, it was one round of, the Davis Cup, which is men's uh national team tennis, so like professional players okay. who normally play for themselves but instead playing for their country. So this was Canada versus India. Cool. Um and they play a best of five matches and uh yeah, Canada won that one, so it means they stay in their upper level group and move on to the next round. So That's yeah. pretty rad. It was pretty rad. <laughs>
1: So I'm springing this question on you, but um, if if you have, between for your road trips and everything else, what are like five podcasts or bands that you listened to while you were traveling? Or or, uh, or did you? Or books, I guess books too. Things you did while you were going around.
0: Right. Okay. So um, we're not really podcast listeners. People are like, oh, you have a podcast. What do you listen to? I don't listen to <laughs> I'm a bad podcast podcast. <laughs> um but uh we listen to a lot of music. Um we bought a new car in August so we have a um free subscription to satellite radio for a few months and we listened to the 80s on 8 on Sirius XM a lot during that road trip. Um which was great. Um Nina Blackwood, awesome. She's great DJ and I love her voice. And uh and we just love eighties music. Like we're eighties kids and to listen to a channel there's no commercials and just song after song after song that I mean, some of them are the ones that you still hear get played, but some of them are like the deep cuts that you've heard like you haven't heard since nineteen eighty six. And so yeah, it was very enjoyable. That was pretty good. Um, five things. I don't have five things. We just listened to the what's, radio.
1: What's a book that you read while you were on break?
0: Um, okay. So I read a lot of books on break. Probably one of the best. Oh, would be, so here's a story. When I, awesome. When I was in Portland last and was visiting with Brooke, she lent me a really, a book by an author that I have loved reading before. And the book is um, I'm going to have to find it because I will get the uh, name wrong. The Passionate Mistakes and Intricate Corruption of One Girl in America by Michelle T. And she gave it to Brooke. You lent this to me and I took it on the plane. And the first thing I did was stick it in the seat back pocket of uh, of my seat. And then when I got off the plane, I left it there. And I was <laughs> through, uh customs so I was technically in a different country um and through security and uh on my way to my next gate before I realized what happened and I was mortified I'm like oh my god what if what if this was a signed copy that Burkett anyway long story short I bought a copy on Amazon for you and I bought a copy on Amazon for me and uh we now have each have a lovely copy of um (laughs)
1: <laughs> the passion stakes,
0: and you liked it, <laughs> so right? I really did like it. It was a very interesting memoir. uh, she lived a very like messy, dirty, interesting, challenging life in Boston, and like somewhere in the southwest Arizona, or something uh and it was a very, very frank, interesting look at her life, which was yeah, really good,
1: yeah, she writes mostly memoir If you've never read Michelle T, all of her stuff is pretty great. I think her newest one, Black Wave, is super good. It's Super good. Um, it's a fictionalized memoir, so it's like memoir, but also if it was at the end of the world. Yeah. Um, it's really weird. I took my date to go see Michelle, who's like a friend of a friend. Uh, we've hung out a little bit, but not a lot. But um, when I took my date to go see, see her, my date was like, I can't believe she talked about having sex with a dude so much. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah she really does.
0: Yeah, it really made me, uh, so um, she's queer or lesbian. Lesbian, I think she identifies as. I think
1: queer, it's hard, you know, I don't want to speculate on her sexuality, but I know her partner doesn't identify as a woman.
0: Right, that's a good way of putting it. Um, But talking about um, uh, what that means for her attitude towards sex with men was like, Open new doors for me, ways that I hadn't thought about sexuality before. So, yeah, super good book. The Passionate Mistakes, etc. by Michelle T. Yeah. T-E-A, by the way. Like, her name doesn't translate well into speaking it over the radio. No. <laughs> her last name is, like, The Drink Tea.
1: And she is sort of from the Sister Spit era of, like, um, she helped start that. It was, like, a traveling tour of uh, feminist and queer authors. And it still goes on today. Um, now it's being done by Virgie Tovar who is uh, Mm. like a fat activist. Um, And yeah, one of my friends who I got to go to Iceland with this summer um, was in the very first tour. And uh, yeah, so I got, I've seen a lot of things of it and heard a lot of fun stories, but, but yeah, at least that person who sat in or found the book in there, like was introduced to a feminist author. That's pretty exciting.
0: I hope somebody who found it really enjoys it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Don't lose your friends' books. Don't lose yeah. your friends' books. I've been on uh. a
1: three. Um, I have way more than five, but I'll, I'll try to limit. Um, Do it. So uh, the first thing I will say is I have tried now, because I got tired of Goodreads' beige color scheme, to uh, maintain my own website. So if you go to brookshelly.com, B-R-O-O-K-S-H-E-L-L-E-Y.com, Um, you can see a list of things I've written, but also, and more importantly, of things I've consumed. So um, I have all the books and movies I've watched and read uh, that I remember so far this year. Um, The movie list I started late, the book list I had going the whole time. Uh, I try to write little, pithy reviews, but mostly it's just a place to document. Um, So recently, I've been reading a pretty cool book called The Witches of New York. Um, which is if you've read like Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell by Susanna Clark, um, this book will feel somewhat familiar, but it's set in New York and I think the early 1900s or something like that. Um, They're still building one of the big bridges, Uh, but it takes place with like two witches who hang out and live together um, and run this place that offers tea and sympathy. And they do uh, tarot card readings and some other stuff and there's a new woman who comes into their employ. So I've only read the first, probably like quarter of it, but it's really great reading that for one of my three book clubs. Yeah, that was The Witches of New York. Super good book. Um, I also read uh, Green, Fried Green Tomatoes and the Whistle Stop Cafe for my lesbian yes. book club, which I had never read. I've never seen the movie. I am uncultured. Uh, I've seen Steel Magnolias and Beaches like multiple times, but somehow didn't see Fried Green Tomatoes. <laughs> um, so having <laughs> never seen me, the movie, was an enjoyable movie.
0: It was. I've good. heard good
1: things. I want to watch it, and I, I, so I get the weird opportunity of a woman born in '84 to have read the book before I've seen the movie. Um,
0: Whoa!
1: But uh, it was good. I, it was like the kind of book that starts off with. It starts off feeling like talking to an older person in a nurse nursing home, mm-hmm. um, it, for all the good and the bad. So like, oh man she's kind of rambling and I don't really know these people. And then after a while you're like, I know these people and they make me sad. So um, I recommend that for sure. Uh, When I was kind of laid up um, on the couch um, during my recovery time, especially I watched the entirety of master of none, which I'd heard good things about, but I'd never seen. It's really, really good. Um, Until the last
0: episode.
1: Oh, Oh, I like that too.
0: <laughs> oh no! The way he like pulled a pout over her choices, I was like, "Why are you doing this, buddy? You respect her." But he like told,
1: uh Do you mean the woman from Italy? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. He well, we just. Anything, she was
0: like. But. Uh, yeah, I know.
1: But there's. I I,
0: I have there's issues. There's some
1: strong women it. in this show, but it is a very straight show by and large, except for Lena Waithe and there's a really great episode with her, his best friend. Um, his best friends are Eric Wareheim from Tim and Eric show. Awesome job. Awesome show. Great job. And Lena Waithe, um, who is a black, uh, butch lesbian. And it's cool. It's a cool show. So I watched all of that. I recommend giving it a go. It's not the best show ever, but it was way more enjoyable than I think I thought it would be Um, well shot. And every time his parents are in an episode, I'm so happy because his parents can't act. It's his literal parents but it's perfect because they do exactly what parents do which is sort of like be weirdos and it, i don't know it was it was perfect yeah, to me um, it is a very good show i, I yeah. also watched the first 2 seasons of bojack horseman um, oh. similarly a really good show that has it's better than i thought it would be um, a whole bunch of movies um i was staying at uh my friend mallory's house and she she was going to go see the new annabelle um movie which is like a horror movie about a doll and she was like do you want to come? Yes of course I do it's at a movie theater I can sit Uh, but I've never seen any of the Conjuring films or the first Annabelle and she was like we'll fix that right now so she rented them for me and I watched all of them in one day and then went and saw the new one in the theater Um, it was fantastic they are bad movies uh, but they are kind of fun because I always root for the demons and the witches and the devil and whatever, they are never scary. Cause I'm just always thinking about the demons perspective. And I'm like, man, these kids suck. Like, why don't they just die? So <laughs> that, I'm a weirdo, but uh, I also saw the new it and the old it. I'd never seen the old it. Um, and neither one of them were scary. I don't know. Like, it was bizarre being in a place where everyone I know was being scared by the movie we were watching or the TV show we were watching and having no reaction. Like, I legitimately scared Mallory, like, two or three times because I, (laughs) in the effort not to constantly get up and go past her, I sat behind her and put my feet up. And at one point in time, when I did that, she just jumped out of her. It was like, (laughs) and I was clueless because I was like, oh, this isn't a very scary movie. Like, clowns aren't great, but I don't know. Everything seems tele-telegraphed. Um, right. Yeah, and a lot of music, but nothing... Oh, uh, I guess I saw my friends um, uh, in Balmaray play, my friend Rob, mm. um, which is a band from Austin. They're super good, and I hadn't seen them play since, God, like 2008 or something like that, 2009. Nice. So, yeah, it was very nostalgic feeling, like l- listening to it and crying in an old church while mm. thinking about like driving around West Texas.
0: Yeah. Hmm. But yeah,
1: did you have something you want to say about it or or scary movies? Oh or? no,
0: I was gonna say about movies. Like, uh, we've been watching movies. Um, binge watching this summer, I binge watched uh House of Cards, from okay. I had seen season one and two before, but I started from the beginning and just watched all the way through to it. Uh, they had my daughter and I are watching Riverdale and. <laughs> That's all I'll say about that. Uh, and and then we've been going through like movies that I've seen before, but she's fourteen, so we're like watching some like I don't know. They're not all classics, like they're not great movies, but um, but they're like worth watching, and they're like they're good, they're like interesting. Um, so we watched Run, Rol- Run Lola Run. Have you seen it?
1: I have. I love it. Good movie
0: um and is, it, napoleon, is that
1: the actress uh I
0: she's amazing yeah and um napoleon dynamite which is <laughs> just weird uh and juno which i love that you can problems. introduce your
1: kids to this
0: i know it's great That's my really next cool. on my list is uh the movie go
1: have you seen oh, it i i owned it and i watched it a lot i used to DJ. yes
0: and okay.
1: Go to raves. And so I thought it's, it was a cool movie about that.
0: I loved that movie so much. Yeah. And uh, then someday when we're, you know, well rested and feel like having our minds blown, uh, Memento. Mm. Such a great film. And I'm that so might be a bit intense, to... but I don't know. It yeah. On... She's... I mean, we went, we watched Breaking Bad with her. Like,
1: but there's sexual she's... assault in Memento, though, I think. Because uh... his wife. Well, that's up to you. But, yeah, but yeah. I'll have to it's, think about that. Um, the thing I forgot yeah. to mention that I've enjoyed the most in my time off, although I've just been enjoying it for a while, but it finally finished, I guess, is Halt and Catch Fire. Yes. Um, it is the best show I've ever seen, like hands okay. down. It's a show about female friends. I've seen friendship.
0: season one, and I need to see the rest.
1: It, it builds to being a show about two women who are kind of, Caring for each other and fighting with each other and inspiring each other. And there's queer characters, they discuss AIDS. Um, it kind of rehashes a lot of early internet stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Jason Kotke from kotke.org is on a new episode, which is really cool because he was an early internet um, website guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. And I, I Jason, think that, we love you. Yeah. Call me. <laughs> A lot of the, uh, a lot of the stuff that has been, like, on my computer and in my hands, like, book wise, um, has felt like too much. But looking back, I'm like, oh, I'm really glad I got to experience a lot of this. But mm-hmm. I was so glad to be able to just like be near my cat and like be able to cook in my own kitchen and stuff. Like, yeah. I got very, very tired of of basically watching TV all day. I missed work, which is not something yeah. I'm missing.
0: Yeah, you know what, I think, so we call it downtime, but really, I think it's just focusing on other things. And, you know, we go through these cycles, and you can't pay attention to everything all at once. Or if you try, then a lot of balls get dropped. And it's, uh, I, I enjoy life more when I take my time and like, really do things well. And sometimes that's just relaxing and not doing yes. anything um, and sometimes it's you know planning a huge event or working really hard at work but like um, but spreading yourself too thin or trying to do everything all at once is yeah it's not not a not a good way to keep you healthy in the long term so
1: totally yeah it's really hard and I think you know this is the first time In my life, I've had to devote a significant amount of time to just healing. Um, Mm. I broke my hand last year, and that was, you know, a month of, like, my hand healing. But by and large, I could still do everything else. I just had to do it one-handed. This was a significant enough surgery where I was more directly impacted. Like, a lot of things around keeping the wounds, like, clean and healthy. Mm. There's no cast you can wear over your genitals, so you have to just kind of, like, be there and do things. Um, and, yeah. So, anyway, it was a lot of that, uh, of just, like, being very aware of my body and being very aware of of um, the huge, gaping chasm of time that was in front of me. Right. Um, and, like, a lot of friends came over at night or sometimes in the afternoons, but uh, I kind of didn't realize how many how many things I'd built up in my life around routine that kept me feeling a little bit more like, okay. So every day I wake up at a certain time, I make coffee and breakfast. I like maybe go on a walk. I work and like, I have a meeting or two and then I go out to grab food or I cook dinner at home or I go see a friend. Like those are things that I do. So I, it got disrupted by being in a new place and I had to figure out what was my new routine. Um, but my new routine was m- much more solo than I'm used to. Like uh-huh. I'm at home all day during the day, but I talked to people throughout the day on, on my like work chat. And yeah. this was like, well, I'm not supposed to really be doing work. Although I will say I cheated and like, I basically had, like half worked the entire time. Cause I got kind of lonely being used to having people in a chat room. So I would just get on work chat and I realized like, I'm not on oxycodone after the first like week. So I can read and I was just like reading what was going on at work because I figured, you know, worst case, I'll at least know what's happening when I come back. So I won't have to Mm -hmm. like catch up on like all the Slack history to figure out what's happening. I mean, it's one difficult thing, I guess, this is a side note, but in in sort of real time communication that happens at a workplace now and like Slack or hip chat or the hallway conversations is if you're not there for it, people don't generally document it. So no. you just miss it completely. And yeah. that's a lot of organizational knowledge to be without. Um, plus I just like my coworkers. So um, shout out to my company, Turbine Labs for being cool people. Um, but yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's nice to like officially be working again.
0: <laughs> yeah. I um, So my comparable experience to this is like a decade ago, but um, having a baby, um, has that combination of like you're physically out of sorts, like you're healing for a long time. And so there's physical limitations and you're (laughs) carrying a baby around and learning all that crap again. Um, And, and yeah, you miss that social aspect that you had.
1: Well, you're not talking to adults either, right? Like you're mostly talking to your baby. The
0: thing that saved me was, getting together at least once a week we would get together there was a group of moms mom friends friends and friends of friends and there was like six or seven of us who'd all had babies at the same time and it was a lifesaver because we could get together and throw the kids in like a child safe area and like have real conversations and it was so great <laughs> um, and and yeah like you needed and that for me that was like the equivalent of being on work chat um, yeah it's like just something to think and talk about that wasn't the baby all the time and wasn't
1: like your body recovering because I bet that got right. old pretty quick too right At yeah. least it did for me people are like well how are you and I'm like pretty good but like there's only so many times you can say the word discharge <laughs> or whatever before you're just like I don't want to talk about this anymore <laughs> it's kind of boring
0: uh, like it yeah. goes from
1: exciting and new to very banal incredibly quickly
0: Really fast. Yeah, yeah, especially, I think, for other people. Like, it's still vaguely interesting to you because it's your life, but you sense that, you know, the people don't want to hear about your condition.
1: Yeah. I, I mostly had, like, um, the the problem of so many new people, right? So mm-hmm. everybody in my life wanted to ask me about it at some point in time. So I wrote a Medium post about it. It's Right on medium if you want to read it, but it's like a somewhat graphic description of like recovering from GCS. Cause I was like, all right, I'll write this once people can read my blog. And then maybe they won't ask me about it every time mm-hmm. because I'm tired at this point of like answering those questions. And it's interesting. Yeah. Like not a lot of people know people who've had um, GCS means gender confirmation surgery, but not a lot of people know people who've had that. Even my friends who have uh, dated trans women who've had surgery or whatever, generally didn't date them before or during. Right.
0: During, so they, yeah.
1: So I think, you know, a lot of my friends who are involved in porn and things like that, who have had a pretty strong sample size of trans women um, in their, like, sex or dating lives, were also fascinated because they were like, this is, it's such a time and a place. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It's also weird, too, I think, this is, Probably not something you share uh, from pregnancy, but uh, so many people wanted to see my vagina.
0: <laughs> oh, like, well, I a lot of people want to like, see my I baby. See?
1: Yeah, well, there you go. but maybe like you're like a baby yeah off sure here's the more baby. appropriate like <laughs> but I would just like drop my pants and like show off my vagina a lot because that's the kind of person I am. and <laughs> I everyone was pretty stoked. Um, it was people I even thought were kind of prudish. <laughs> We're suddenly like, can I see? And I'm like, yeah, see? you can see. Why the fuck wow. not? Well, and it's, you know, I, I and this is, That's... being a trans woman for me, like having a pretty good sense of like pride and like excitement about my body and myself in general, but having this one area of my body, namely my genitals that were like gross or awful to me for myself, not anybody else's, yeah, yeah. Um, but just mine. Uh, And now being able to be like, no, I'm hella stoked. Like, this rules. Like, the doctor would be like, oh, well, when the swelling goes down, it'll look different or whatever. And I'm like, nope, I'm already very happy. Don't worry about it at all. Um, it, it's a weird it's a weird turn to suddenly be like, yay, now I have a more complete and happy feeling about this. So.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, I can't wait for 2018, the year I'm nude in a lot of different countries. So.
0: The year you're what in a lot of nude, countries?
1: Nude. Really?
0: I'm oh, y- you have travel plans? Okay.
1: Yeah, to Japan and Sweden and Denmark probably, and and doing a lot of hot springs and like awesome. bathing stuff. So. Yeah. Wow,
0: we were all over the map this episode, Brooke.
1: We really were, but I think we covered a lot of stuff. If you have some needs for media, or if you need to take some downtime, um, you've got some recommendations now. Yeah. And uh, you learned a little bit about what we were doing and why. Exactly. So I think we'll tra- probably try to have a little bit more regular cadence. Yeah, um, we'll give it a try. I don't try. think we'll make any promises, but yes. we like doing this show, and hopefully you like listening to it still. So Exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, where can people find you on the internet?
1: You can find me at, uh, at Brooke Shelley, B-R-O-K-S-H-E-L-L-E-Y, on Twitter or brookshelly.com.
0: And I am at... K A Y A Y A R A I on Twitter. Um, we're also both on Goodreads, so like yeah. especially if you're a cool person who kind of feels like they kind of know us, like you know, check out our reading lists and yeah. whatever. Um, and uh, we're probably also both on GitHub, but don't don't follow me. <laughs> My GitHub's super weird, because I only do it for work. Um, (laughs) And uh, we're at goodstuff.fm is our uh, network. uh, And uh, grownups underscore fm on Twitter. Yeah. Well, thanks again for
1: listening. And uh, yeah, if you haven't heard this before, go back and check out the back catalog. Um, The first episodes are minus me. Um, but are very good, and then I think episode 19 or something was when I joined in. um, Got a lot of neat stuff, and we'll talk to you again soon. See y'all.